I want to welcome everybody to the latest podcast of the Denny Artachi Show. I've interviewed many people, and I've got to tell you, this latest one I look forward to so much. I got to interview, talk about a rare gem, a 99-year-old World War II veteran who was at the Battle of the Bulge, Normandy, with General Patton, Carmine Yanota, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I've met Carmine a few times. I, I myself am a veteran, nothing compared to him. And uh, I, I do stuff for the Honor Flight, and uh, Carmine had met a few times. We did uh, short videos and interviews, have fun with each other. And finally, he agreed to do the, uh, the podcast interview because, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a long show, so brace yourself for this. It's, it's about an hour and 20 minutes, but I, I lost all track of time. And this gem of a person went through so many atrocities in, in World War II. He was 18 years old. He saw death. He was out cold for three days and woke up that his two best friends were dead. They didn't make it. He doesn't consider himself a hero, which is amazing, right? But in spite of it all, in spite of him, including rescuing Holocaust survivors, literally showing up, taking pictures, helping them, it touched him so so much that he took all this negative atrocity that happened and he witnessed and made a beautiful life for himself. So the message really is that when you listen to some of his stories, the message is here's a guy who went to hell and back and he attributes his longevity to loving God, his family, and realizing how beautiful life is. Wow. And we complain when we're driving in a traffic jam. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, listen, uh, again, this is, I don't even know how many World War II veterans are alive. And what's so amazing about him is he still has all of his marbles. He's sharp, he's active, he's happy. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, unscripted, unedited, Carmen Yanota. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, my set is gold. Okay. Well, we're we're going live now, so I just want to. Okay. I want to say. Uh, I'll this, myself. this has been uh, the most. I've looked forward to this so so much. Okay. Um, I'm sitting here with Carmine Yanota, a World War II veteran, who was with General Patton. Has pictures with him. How old are you, Carmine? Uh, Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he doesn't. You don't consider yourself a a hero, but oh no, absolutely. I tell you what, the heroes are my two buddies and the thousand next to me. They're there. I'm here. So, I appreciate the thank you. I really appreciate that. But please pray and thank them. Eighteen years old. These two guys, buddies of mine, they're gone. Okay, and here I'm, ninety nine. So no. No, I'm not a hero. Not a, I'm just so blessed with a special, special God who saved me in France a number of times. So, no, no, thank them. But the reason why I'm a veteran and Brian, my producer, is a veteran, I'm sorry, but you are a hero. And the reason why, I know you didn't give up your life like they did, but you signed up and your, your generation is the most decorated We've ever seen the the sacrifices you made, 
you're fighting Hitler and all these terrible forces at oh, the time. Oh, I can tell you a story about that. And, and so, you know, here you are, you're 18 years old, right? Yes, sir. You're from, you're from Jersey, yes, right? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Wow. I dreamt about a Yankee show. <laughs> and, uh, so you're 18 years old. What the hell do you know about life? You're going to go fight in World I was, War II. I, I'll tell you right here. <laughs> uh, I'll introduce myself. Yes, please okay. introduce okay. yourself. Right. Okay. Uh, and I go, because this is something my past at Benjamin High School. Uh, thank you, Danny, for uh, inviting me here. Okay. And I'm uh, just so pleased. My name is Carmen Yanada. I'm a World War II veteran. and 99 years old. I was born in 1924 in a small town in New Jersey during the Great Depression. My parents were both immigrants from Italy who came to America for a better life. My parents, six siblings, myself, live in a cold water flat. It had three rooms, no heat, no electricity, no shower, no bathtub. The one tub we used, we all shared the same water because we couldn't afford the water. We were very, very poor, okay, but everybody in the neighborhood was poor. I graduated high school in 1943. I was a really good baseball player. In my senior years of shortstop, I made all states. We were told in May of 1943 that the scouts would be coming out looking at the last couple of games. The scout did come. And I saw two or three gentlemen there, I didn't know who they were, but the one scout from the Yankees came to me, of the New York Yankees, to play for the farm team after high school. But I was drafted in the Army, so I never had a chance. Remember, there's a mandatory enlistment. All males of a certain age had to register and were given a number. When the number came up, you were reported to the selected service office. There's no choice. This was a volunteer, there's no volunteer, it's all military drafted. Two weeks after I graduated high school at the age of 18, I was on my way to Fort Dixon, located in New Jersey, for basic training. I trained in various locations, including mountains of West Virginia. I was the same age as so, so many of the boys 18 years old. Uh, and then I go on to accept your interview, or I go off in here. So, you go overseas, you go, and, and Fort Dix is where I went to basic training yes, as well. Right. So, um, you go off to Europe, but you were also injured. Weren't you knocked out for like three days yeah, where you didn't know okay. what yeah. was happening? Well, you know what, uh, before you that, uh, we were uh, came to uh, Camp Kilmer after Fort Dix, okay, and we were on our way to New York at night, okay. And you know, it's amazing. You can hear a pin drop because I'm sure they're all scared like I was. Absolutely. Okay. We do we go overseas now, okay? We're going into war, okay? And I always admit it, okay, I'm scared to death. I'm not a hero. I'm scared to death. Okay. And I was very, very close to my mother. Our youngest has uh, six siblings, I at the time, and I was a month little baby boy. It broke her heart, but I had to go. My two brothers were gone. It was different. They were older. I was young and a cook. And after we uh, got uh, we're, uh, in, uh, we're sitting in the bay for the longest, longest time, waiting to go to France, right? And I just remember that I heard the noises, okay, the bombs, we were in a boat, right? Before that, we were in London, right? 
and we told her half a day in London, all right? Are you familiar with the buzz bomb? Not really. Okay. Well, picture of uh, yeah, familiar with a torpedo, I'm sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, picture a torpedo with a little fin at the back, okay, flying. This is the technology the Germans had. From France, 20 miles, 20 miles away, in the air, flying a torpedo, okay, full of TNT. All right? And all of a sudden, we heard a pop, 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 pop. We looked up, and there's a buzz bomb. We heard about the buzz bomb, and here we're actually seeing one. And the Englishman, one of the Englishman, he says, Laddies, when our motor stops, look out. The motor stopped, and down it came. A whole building just gone. Just gone. We saw two of them before we ran back to the base, all right? And that's when we went over to France. Uh, and uh, from there, we went to uh, all through France. Just before Battle of Metz, okay, we are in a little town in a village, all right, very, very small. And the 88s are the millimeters that the Germans are shooting. I think we were shooting 90 millimeters, but the 80s are smaller and faster, okay, and all full TNT. We were in this little village, okay, and the buzz bombs were coming over, or the uh, uh, 88s were coming over us, all right, and they we were in this little village here in a huge, huge area, of, okay, and that's where the bombs were landing, okay, so we we're pretty lucky, all right. And, and the sergeant was saying that we have to get across to that field, but the infantry is up there and they need help, okay, across this uh, area, this field. And it all might be two or three miles away. I, I wasn't sure, but I couldn't see, but there was an old field. And the sergeant said, we have to wait, okay. And sure enough, the uh, aiding stopped, okay. And we waited a while, we waited a while, and the sergeant said, okay, now we go, okay. Now we're company C. The corporal company stayed out to the left flank, and he did right the others to go across his field. Nothing there in the field. Nothing in the field. An open field. Okay. We get about the third of the way, and sure enough, the shells are coming in. We had no cover then, all right? So my buddy. So you're all out in the open, and these things are just flying by you. Wide open. And the shells are coming in, all right? And my buddy Tim and uh, Vince, Vince were with me, all right? We ran. And we looked for shelter. I found a little hole, and they came behind me. I jumped in the hole, and my right shoulder, I remember I hit my right shoulder, okay? And once I did that, I passed out. I was just unconscious, didn't know. Now, after that, I had no idea, but this is what I was told after that, okay? Well, I was knocked out there, okay? And all of a sudden, I woke up, okay, in the arms of a white man, okay? And it just happened to be a French priest. I wear a medal, which I still wear today, but it's a replica one, okay? The original one my daughter has, all right? And I was in the arms of the priest, and I remember I looked up at him, okay? I had no idea. He could have been German, could have been anybody. I had no idea, okay? The other thing is I could not believe I was in a different world, just a completely different world, so happy as I could be where I was, and woke up. You mean when you were passed out? I passed out. Yes, sir. Wow, did okay, you like, sir. did you see God or something? I had a special one. That's a special God. I still have him today, okay? In that room I were there, okay? He's with me all the time, okay? I know he's saved me. But I woke up there, and all of a sudden, with a steel helmet, all right? And I'm in the arms of the uh, priest, all right? And he knew I was Catholic because he saw the medal. <laughs> That's how he knew I was Catholic, okay? Yeah. 
And I'm still hearing moan, 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 and he's praying. I didn't realize it. Okay. Yeah. He prayed. Am I still? Oh, okay. And I look up. Then I've realized he must have prayed one of my people. All right. A white guy. And, he's, uh, and I didn't know he's a priest. All of a sudden, I didn't know until later on. All right. And all of a sudden, he took me and dragged me to safety. Okay. And I didn't know my two boys were made until days later. Well, back to camp. Okay. And, and they didn't make it. Did they didn't make it. They yeah. took the bread. Vince, okay. And I'll tell, I'll tell you a little story about Vince. He got Dan uh, Kilmer. He has his sweetheart, high school sweetheart, come up. They are married. All the other kids got married in Camp Kilmer. Which I think so wrong because you're going overseas. But they loved each other. They are married. I was going to be the best man, but I was called out of duty. So I couldn't be, be the best man. So I met her, right? Now I'm jumping ahead of my story, but after I come back from the war, I want to go back to Maryland and tell her about Vince. I was with Vince, okay? I went to the door. I knocked on the door. She opened the door and slammed, she slammed the door in my face because... She knew. She knew. Yeah. And here I am. I am commanding the service and visit all the okay? And she wouldn't even talk to me. For 30 seconds, or maybe if not less, I was just so hurt. But then as I walked away, I went to the local bar, had a few drinks, okay, and, and I knew Vince was gone, and here I am at that age going, all right. Uh, so it was, uh, so when they took me back to camp, okay, <laughs> it was just a, in a field after the shells had stopped. Okay, the sort of said, Corporal, where the hell have you been? <laughs> On the bar, getting drinks. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Because I was okay. Yeah. Know? I was okay, and I didn't know what to say. Uh, but I was, from that moment on, okay, I was, oh, by the way, uh, the priest uh, put two sets of rosary beads in my pocket. I didn't know that. Okay. And two days later, I found a rosary beads in my pocket. I had them to this day. I have with my daughter, I say for my grandson, of a dog tags and metal, the original, the original religious medal I had that day, I still have in a box with the, and it was, uh, the priest they gave me. Never knew him after that. I, he evidently was telling the story to the sergeant, and that's when I started to realize what I had gone through. And that's when later I found out that Vince and Tim didn't make it. Right. You know, your generation, out of obligation, love for country, went overseas. E even though you were drafted, you didn't have a choice. You're right. But the thing is, most everybody was scared to death when they were over there, right? It's not like those John Wayne movies where no, no. everyone's so tough and no, yeah, no, no. death is nothing. I was scared. You you know you have these these guns. Take Normandy and and, and storming on the beach. Right. That is just insane that you're getting off the U-boats, right. walking into oh, 50 cal bullets whistling by your ears. Daddy. I got to tell you, man, <laughs> how did you do that? I mean, how? Well, you know what? You do what you don't think, you right? You don't do it. You don't do it. We're, we're in the boats and it's in the channel going across and we're all lined up and lined up sitting on each other. Yeah. Not saying a word. Not saying anything. Look at my buddy. And I'm thinking, Jesus. Are I'm we going to die? I'm scared. 
I'm really afraid. Yeah. And the sergeant says that the guy next to you, if he doesn't go, push him. He's got to go. He's got to go. All right. Uh, I'm not. They say, I'm scared. So often I'm scared. Pray. There's a bell I had in my, I had in my mouth. So often. God, please help me. Please help me. I promise. Swear to God, Denny. I promise so often. Okay. I would be so good. I will try my very, very best to be an example, okay, for Americans. Okay? You, are, you are an example. Well, I'm just saying, I promise I would do my very, very best. Please save me. Please save me. So often. You pray the Lord. Yeah. Now, so interesting, okay, and I'll tell you later on, okay, uh, so, so many dead, Germans and Americans, okay, the German, I saw the, saw the picture, I took his Luger, his hat, and his flag, for, he's dead, all right? I saw so many dead as far as the Battle of the Bulls, I saw that. Nothing. After that, later on, the Germans were on, pretty well on the run. Our colonel came back and told me he's supposed to go to the Pacific, all right? And the colonel told us, the general has one more mission to go. We have a mission. Oh, I love Christ, not another. Okay. <laughs> you know, scared me. He made this one here. Yeah. I'm getting ready to go home, not another mission, okay? I had no idea what it was, but there was a liberating a concentration camp of Jews. And I have pictures here of that. Oh, okay. So you went to a concentration camp? Concentration at 19 years old. Okay. I saw what I saw then. Daddy, I saw then, okay. Nothing like what I saw. Dead soldiers in the field. Saw like that. I got pictures of the first guy I saw. The first guy I saw, I got a picture of him, the size of my arm, okay. Now, what, how this came up, would you like me to tell how that came about? Sure. Okay. The war was pretty much, oh, we had the Germans pretty much on the run, all right? And that's what uh, the colonel says. That, so this is around 44, yes. close to the 45. Yeah, the, the Germans are pretty well gone. Okay. Okay. And the colonel says, the general has a mission, one more mission we have to go on. But then we're going to the Pacific. Oh, Christ, you know, not again, you know. But anyway, uh, we get in the truck, and uh, we're going to his town, okay. And the colonel said, the town is called Wackelbrock. Wackelbrock, Austria. We're in Austria. Then we thought we were in Germany. in Austria, all right? And about, oh, maybe eight or nine miles ahead of us was the town Wackelbrock. We all stopped, okay. And the colonel says, smoke if you got him. And before note, they look in the back, and there's a whole convoy of trucks and all. Not where the, there's supplies, uh, and a, a whole uh, number of uh, military men who spoke German and Jewish. Okay. Mm. So what the colonel was afraid of, the general was afraid of, we were told later, okay, that once the Germans left, the prison was scattered. They had no clothes, no fun. So they they just left because they didn't want to be captured and they left they the left. survivors yeah. in the concentration however, camp. However, the general, the colonel told us, the general told them, as you go over there, there's a schoolhouse, a two-story schoolhouse. There could be some uh, snipers, young snipers that want to be heroes for a German. So you had to yeah. be careless, careless snipers. So they, there was always some people that, no matter what happened, no, no yes. matter... If they surrendered or lost, right. 
they were still going to be snipers that's, and trying to take people out. That's the general says. So we had, he went back, he said, well, we smoke if you got it. You know, going back and talk to the general and the staff on what the plans will be. So he came down shortly after, okay. We're all sitting along the, the, uh, the street, the road, okay. And he said, all right, Company C, now the corporal Company C, was take the left flank and direct us to where to go. What we planned here was kind of surround halfway and see if we can, uh, if they're there, we we'll get them to first, okay? Okay. So with a truck, we're trucked all the way in with about a mile of the Wackerbrook, all right? And you, when you have your helmet on, full field pack, the only part that's exposed to you really is your legs. Normally, this, the hosts that get covered are kind of rounded, all right? And they, uh, they're kind of rounded somewhat. Hi, Dave. Hey Dave, how are you? How are you? Get a chair yeah. behind him. I'm sorry I'm late. No, That's right. all right. No, chair. <laughs> in, in the hallway. To the right. To the right. Anyway, so uh, uh, the Colonel talks to get in the truck. We are Dale's here oh, in truck. Within about a mile of the thing, then we had to crawl, just to be sure. So we're crawling there, okay. And sure enough there, okay, I was pretty much in charge. My group here, and we looked around the corner, and sure enough, I see the two-story house. Okay, so now we're not sure. Okay, so we crawl a little closer, closer. Okay, remember I told you the steel helmets protect us, so full fill pack protects us somewhat. Our legs are exposed. Okay, so we had to be real careful, and sure enough, at the other end, we see the American waving his hand. Everything's all clear. So all of a sudden, the Germans are gone. All right. No snipers, but the German women, old women, old men, were flying out there. So we had to capture them. Uh, they captured them. So I got a picture. But, but why would they capture the German women well, because that were left? They, 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 because this is why. If you don't mind, you want to look at some pictures? Sure. I, I know that you have the book that I want to go over as well. You know, here's the thing. Look at all that you witnessed, right? The okay. death, uh, what you did. You're sitting here 99 years old. When you came back from the war was in 45. So at that time you were, you were about 20, right? Yes, sir. So I think most people would like to know, what is the secret that you lived so long? You're 99 years old. I told you. I told you in France, yeah. when a priest was there, yes. I was unconscious for three days. I was in a field line, a field, all kind of weather. Yeah. And I was in all by myself, I mean, to bomb myself. They were, uh, both say, uh, we lost most of our company when the shells coming in. And here I am, okay? I had no idea, okay? But the priest saw me moving, so he knew I was okay. My buddies two, two feet from me, they weren't moving. But you also said that you prayed to God and oh, you made I a prayed. deal. Hey, if you, I, God, if you let me get through this, I, I'm going to be a shining beacon of I, an I, example. I, I promise, I swear to God, I said that so very often, so very often. But Carmine, think about it. A lot of people live a clean life and they only live to be 70, 80. I, you know. have, you, have you all, in spite of all this, have you always been a positive thinker oh, in yes, your life? Absolutely. absolutely. Like, do, do, always. You don't let many things stress you no, out. Nothing. You don't worry about nothing. Yes, my friend uh, uh, yeah. David right there. Uh, he's in the way, okay? 
I just think positive. I'm so thankful every single day in that room here when I'm by myself at night. It's a different story. Okay. You're sad because you miss your wife. Oh, I miss my wife. But not that because she's gone, but it gives me a chance to think about about all these memories. Yeah. See that? Look at that guy here. Oh I my first God. saw him. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I you first, can see this. I first saw he him. He looks like he's 110 okay. pounds. I saw I went to talk to him, okay? And my interpreter says, Corporal, he can launch, okay? And the corporal got them all together. Rather, they didn't want them to scatter. The general was afraid they were going to scatter, okay? So that's what we had. I saw him. I went, I said, I'm your friend. Please, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. My interpreter says, can you imagine? Me. I can't even imagine I started crying. what they went through. A soldier. I'm a, I'm a tough guy. Yeah. I'm a tough guy. You know, Going back, when I was first in the army, I never smoked. I never smoked. And all of a sudden, the first thing the guy says, smoke if you got him. <laughs> okay? I don't have him. So my buddy next to me says, God, you don't smoke? No. No. Have a cigarette. You got to have a cigarette. Did you have one? He says, I did. He says, you want to be a tough soldier? You got to smoke. So here, I'm a tough soldier, and I see that there, I'm like a baby. Like a baby. That's yeah. you and this guy, huh? Yeah. All right. Wow. That's it. Now here's, now that's, that's all part of dirt, looks like a pile of dirt, right? Oh okay. my God. That's a gas chamber, okay. <sighs> that's a, as I crawl away from him, okay, because the interpreter told me to leave him alone, all right, we were told by the uh, special service, don't bother this baby, because they may have disease or whatever, we're there just to be as guard, as security, that's the only reason for it. So I'm looking at that house there, Come and that's right. a gas chamber. Now, to the left of that gas chamber is where there's a little uh, crevice. They're all lined up, going into the door. Going into the door. All right? And I'll show you what, the, what they, at the other end is where they come out. I, right? I, these now, pictures are so just... There's a, about the second or third girl in that line, okay? She had no clothes on, no breasts. No, no breasts. Her breasts are exposed. I'm looking at her, and she's staring at me. I'm one of you. I'm one. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. She kept staring. My my interpreter's corporal said, "No idea what you're saying." I broke down seeing her, as by I'm thinking I'm their enemy, and here I'm trying to plead with her. Okay, uh, it was just uh, 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 just a, a fight I I really couldn't handle. I now you know a, uh, back then. Um, you're the greatest generation because look of what you had to fight. They say against. we're a hero. Bullshit, I'm not a hero. I'm well, not a hero. Okay. You're that's, a survivor at look least. Look at this here. See, that's a German. Okay. Oh my God. That's carrying a body. Okay. I can't. Now um, this guy here. Okay. All right. And this is our colonel found a wagon. And see the Germans in a wagon, the dead bodies in a wagon there. All right. Carmen, you know a lot of the reasons why it was so important to take these horrific pictures. And you know, there are some lunatics out there to try and say that this never happened. Oh, I'll tell you what, you have an idea. People say, Heights a goddamn man. Right. Okay. You were there. Say, I'm there, I'm crying. Like a little baby, crying. Yeah. Okay. See, how can you not cry? Look at this side here. Look, look at the power of the bodies. Okay. Waiting for a bulldozer. I, I can't. Waiting, and I'm waiting for the bulldozer. The colonel says, the bulldozer's coming. The bulldozer's going to come to dig a hole. 
to dig a hole to put them in. To put them. Imagine that. No, I. Imagine I, that. I can't. Yeah. A bulldozer by the hundreds. Carmine. Those poor Jews, they did so much for us. They suffered. Those, those Jews suffered. I just came back from a temple. They heard I was a 19-year-old witness Holocaust, okay, up on Jupiter, uh, Central Avenue, all right. 250 members of the congregation, beautiful, beautiful, okay. And I was told 500 online, okay, we were all crying. The rabbi himself came up on the stage. I just couldn't handle it, okay. He came up on the stage and we were all crying in the audience because I'm explaining them now they would look at the pictures. The rabbi would not let them look at the pictures. But I have those pictures. I see them so often. And I cry so often. To this day. To this day. To this day. Okay. Carmine, I, this is why I know you don't feel like a hero, but you no. were, you were there oh, yes. to fight against this. Yes. And I, in a way, in a way, you see that I'm so happy I did because it made a different person of me. I would have no idea, no idea, if I did make it with the Yankees, okay, what I would have done, okay, coming back, being so popular in the town, they, I was so popular, very, very poor kid, okay, and here I made the Rockets for the Yankees, okay, but did make the team, I, I had no idea what would have ever happened. So in a way, my experiences through the war, seeing that, Made such a different person to me, I think. All right, you know, and the and the promises I made, okay. Uh, and I'm so blessed. I have a daughter. My young, I have three daughters. Okay, two of my state. Okay, but one is local in Wellington, and I have a son-in-law uh, who's like a son to me. They care for me something. Uh, I I might never have had that care. Okay, never. My friend David over here. You know, my neighbor. Okay, Lord knows what it would have been if I did go through that. I'm not saying I'm happy, okay, but I think it made a different person of me. Okay, come it on. It sure gave you a, a better appreciation oh, of life. Oh, it certainly did. Yes, sir. But, you know, you... you the Holocaust, people don't know, okay, the Holocaust, okay. Now, they think of how stupid Hitler was, okay. He's born in Austria, okay, and went to Germany... It'd be a World War One veteran to learn why he hated the Jews. I'll never, never know. But he had so many to show you how stupid he was. Okay, that he had so many concentration camps throughout Germany, and men had to, men had to, soldiers had to take care of them. <laughs> There's so few in the line. Then that's how stupid he was. Okay, uh, thank God for a guy like General Patton. Okay who did not stop, did not stop, okay? We went on and on. People say a lot of things about him, but one thing, okay, I remember him, okay, at Battle of the Bulge, and I think I said this to you before, okay? When he went to God, he went to God for help. The weather was so bad. He couldn't do anything, but he was dead. He could move, okay, could move, and yet, he went to God to a chaplain. I want a prayer. You see the prayer. 
Where did he go to God? As tough as he is, he went to God for help. And God did help him. So uh, I'm not saying I'm a religious guy. I'm not saying it should be. <laughs> I say, don't believe in a God. He's my God. He's my well, God. we were fighting Antichrist and Hitler and uh, the oh, yes. forces to be. And this is why World War II was just unbelievably important. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the life. The world wouldn't be where we are. Danny, so few people just said that. Now, I want to tell you something. I talked about the buzz bomb, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, the, the technology, the Germans are so advanced. They were. Now, could you picture a torpedo? Torpedo the side, torpedo up in the air, 20 miles. You could almost see German, you could almost see them. Now, if they had invaded France before we did, it would have been a different world. Okay, but like I said before, he has so many, he hated Jews so much, he hated them. He was the ultimate demagogue. Oh, yeah. he, oh, yes. he, he took whatever failures that were happening, he blamed it on the Jews. When the Jews sure did, did so yeah. much, they, they had businesses, they had a great culture, they were a peaceful right. nation. And that's why they're God's chosen people. And that's why they've been persecuted more than any other race people, out there. Danny, people, I wish people would give those poor Jews that were buried with a bulldozer what they had done for us. Because mind you, Hitler spent so much time concentrating on them, okay? And they ignored us, ignored us. Those are the ones who suffered. Those are the ones, those poor Jews, okay? Anybody, anybody who criticized the Jews, I'll tell you what, I'll kick their butt in a second, okay? Those are the ones who sacrificed for us. My buddies next to me, what they did, and here I'm talking, my good friend Danny, okay? You know? Well, you know, again, I, I, I admire you so much because you are still here. You get back from the war, you see all these atrocities. Mm -hmm. That had to have screwed you up for a while. Well, when I come out of the army, like I said, I went to uh, Indiana. The Yankees sent me there. Uh, oh, so you're still you're still trying to be in the Yankees at this point. Oh yeah. So you're back. Oh yeah. Go back the Yankees. Well, Yankees, because uh, I was drafted by them. Sure. They said, like, what position did you play? A shortstop. Shortstop, huh? But I was there two hours. <laughs> I couldn't throw. I couldn't throw from here to there because I hurt my shoulder. Okay. They said, come back in a year after you get surgery. I never had the surgery done, okay? But from then on, I was so depressed. My poor mother, what she went through, I slept all day and drank at night, okay? Didn't bother anybody. I went to a local nightclub. I sat there and a singer came down here and she took my money. It was okay, you know? And I, I ended up fighting, I had no money. And guess what, I met the most beautiful girl in the world. Your wife? Yes, 65 years, we're together. 65 so years? That's what did it. I, so you think, along with God, Oh yes. it was your beautiful wife oh, that gave life I, to the I, I had such a perfect marriage. Such a perfect marriage. I, mean, I hear different stories about marriage, stuff like that, you know. My daughters, three daughters, okay? Two of them divorced. <laughs> Two of them divorced, but, but the second marriage was the best. Yeah. The second one was all See, your, your generation didn't really believe in divorce, did they? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, if you got divorced, it was like, whoa, what's never, wrong with them? Never heard it. I didn't know anybody, anybody to divorce except my wife. 
She was divorced. <laughs> she I was got, divorced before she met I, you? Yeah, I met her. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can tell you a fan story, okay? I, being a ball player. Maybe Carmine had a lot more going than we realized back then. I, mean, I, uh, I saw some, I, I'm looking at yeah, your that's pictures. Her. That's her. We're going to take some pictures. She's a, you she's are so beautiful. A, you are a handsome dude. I mean, well, look at you. Well, you know what? Uh, it's amazing <laughs> you say that there. How many well, you, you, you are. My sisters are trying to date me up. <laughs> my sisters are trying to date me. Okay, they call the call the house. Okay, they want to date because I'm a ball player now. Before that, nobody cared. But because you're a ball player. Very what, what about time. what about being a decorated veteran? That now, meant nothing. Now, Danny, let me tell you a very very story. You talk about the discrimination. Okay, I command the army. Okay, yeah. drinking. I come back. Okay, and I had to get a job now. Okay, right? Uh, and the electricians were a nice clean job. Okay. Nice and clean. All okay. right. Our little town was all, the upper hill was all Irish. The town mayor was Irish. The council was Irish. The police were Irish. The firemen were Irish. All Irish. The, the coppers were Irish. Okay. The electricians were Irish. All right. So now I want to be an electrician because nice and clean. So Mr. Hearn knew me because of being so popular in the town. Okay. So I went to Mr. Hearn and Mr. Hearn, I want to be an electrician. Carmine, Carmine, you can't be an electrician. Why not? Because you're Italian. <laughs> True story. The exact words. Carmine, you can't be electrician because you're Italian. You have to be a mason. <laughs> Masons were Italian then. A mason, dirty job. Oh, right. Dirty. Laying the bricks and everything else. Oh, so I became a mason. <laughs> I had to get a job. You, okay. you were typecasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, that's when I met my wife, okay? I never had a date before. I met her. Wait, well, how did you meet her? I had a blind date. Oh, so somebody set you up. Oh, well, I had a date myself, but it wasn't a date. My buddy's girlfriend wanted to go to a dance. Okay, so you, you all went together? I went to, well, all got together. And she's a good friend of mine, so I went. And I saw her, they were at the table, they were telling me stories. They are at the table talking about, where did you see Carmine? That she didn't name my name is Carmine because the school teacher changed my name from Carmine to Carmen. School teacher changed my name. Oh, school. okay. My real name is Carmine, but they also said it was Carmen. Yeah, you two, uh, your wife was beautiful too. Oh, she looks like Rita Hayworth. So anyway, she's walking, she's coming in, okay. So she got you as soon as you saw her, right? She says, well, done. they're talking about me at the table. She's at the table <laughs> on her blind date. Oh, For really? nine months, she's never been to this world because they, they were just a disgrace to the world people. And she married this quarterback from high school. Okay. Very, very wealthy kid. Okay, didn't work out, obviously. All right? But anyway, so they're talking about the tale about me being a ball player, crew cut, haircut, good looking. And guess what? He's got no girlfriend. He got no, so they didn't mention that you just came back from World War II? No, no. They cared that you were a ball never. player. The, All war, right. the war was never mentioned for 70 plus years. You know, you said that to me, and I That's find right. that really interesting. So no, not one person. Nobody talked about the war when you got back. I told my brothers, right? Yeah. My bro I didn't know my brother had malaria. I didn't know my other brothers a corporal in the medical corps. Why do you my think... sisters had to tell me that why, later. Why do you think that they didn't talk about the war? Well, because everybody's in war. So it was no big deal? No big deal. Oh, everybody, the women, 
worked in a factory, and in order to get gas, okay, cheap off for gas, you had to work in a factory. Everybody did their share. You have no idea what America was like. Well, I want to ask you about that because, you know, we live in a time where it's just, you know, what happened to patriotism, loving your country? Right. And I think think back then they had more of a small town attitude. Everybody kind of helped each other. Oh, sure. They looked out for each other. If you're trouble, everyone kind of knew and they circled the wagons and said, stay away from this person. But it seems that a lot of patriotism has has been lost, and 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 I wish we, oh, we could get oh, it back. Oh yeah, never. You'll never get it back. Then. You'll never get back what we had then. Okay. Then you get a handshake deal. Okay, that's a deal. You don't need a lawyer. Right. Okay. Yeah. I tell you a real fast story about my uh, uh, my brother-in-law. Okay, from New Jersey. He saw some property in North Carolina. On a ward, he's a bozeman. Okay. And we saw this little land. Okay. There's a for sale sign on it. So I went to the owner and told, you know, I'm very interested in property. Okay, they talked about the deal and stuff like that. All right, and uh, all of a sudden he says, uh, well, let's, my, my uh, brother says, let's go to town and get a lawyer. We get the paperwork. What do you need a lawyer for? Well, give me that hand. <laughs> so he well, we... says, give me that hand. Well, my brother was afraid. Okay, but if you want a property, let me tell you something. Do you know what I said? I know what you said. That's all we need. We don't need a lawyer. That's what the, he bought the property then with a handshake. That's how it was years ago. I think, you know, I think what it is is uh, your generation was a lot less self-absorbed than right now. There's too many people are thinking about me, 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 me. Oh, it's yes. all about oh, yeah. me. Yeah. You, you, you grew up in a generation that was about service. Right. That's why they love. Were we? Are we a perfect nation? Absolutely not. Oh, we yeah. have a terrible history. Uh, with slavery, right. with a lot of things, of the Indian. But I think the majority back then did believe in God. That's right. another well, thing, too. Oh, sure. I, I don't like the fact that they dispelled God as if, as if it's a bad thing. It's not like you're, 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 you know, you're trying to do harm to people. Right. So I think back then life was a lot, life is a lot faster now. Oh, faster. Listen, when you were... You didn't have cell phones. You didn't have the internet. No, no, no. So when you were taking it easy, you either read a book, right? No car. No car. No, what did you do? I didn't read a book. I was. I'll tell you. <laughs> you chase girls. No girls. No, I didn't have girls. Okay, I just want to play baseball. You wanted to play baseball. I, told him, I wanted to play. I wanted. My godfather was a saxophone player. Oh, okay. I, I told my mother, "Hey, mom, I want to play sax. You play sax. You play baseball." You run us. What do you play? Side? You play baseball all the time. Play baseball. So what happened? Okay, you didn't. Uh, you didn't make it to the Yankees, yes, right? Right. So then, what did you do? I started drinking. <laughs> I started drinking. My poor mother. I tell you. Wait a minute. That's the secret of living to ninety-nine: drinking as much as you want I, to. You know, I was so depressed. I didn't make it. So you didn't follow. Listen, Carmine. Part of this interview is uh, I love your history, but. You didn't follow a special diet. What I gathered from you, my takeaway from you is, in spite of the atrocities, you, you remained a positive person. You believed in God. Oh, yes, absolutely. You didn't think too much about things, but yet you were drinking earlier. Thank but, God, thank God, thank God wants to look after me while I'm drinking. Thank God had to long? Did, I mean, how long in your, I wasn't that in long your life drink. were you drinking? Maybe oh, for... I ran out of money. I had no money. Well, good thing. You I had no money. 
And then I say, I was in the, there's a nightclub not too far away. So now we're in the 50s, right? Yeah. By this time, you married your wife, oh, yes? Right, yes, yes. Okay. So you have your kids. Right. You, uh, what did you do for work? Uh, Mason. Mason, okay. I'll tell and you, you what, did I did so well, because I, I wanted to. This was in Jersey. In Jersey. Uh, also, then I joined the union, okay. I made, I made some good money being in the union party. When I got married, my wife did not work. I said, I had three girls, her two girls and mine, okay, never worked, okay. I could live a supporter being a Mason, being a Mason. I don't, never regret the delegates saying, you can't be an electrician, you can't be. I enjoyed, I was building buildings. See, today they'd be protesting with signs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I put up buildings I was so proud of. I couldn't do that for like electrician. Let me ask you. Did you ever get angry a lot? Like, did, were you a hot-tempered person or not really? You know what? The only time I'm upset, even to this day I'm upset, okay? Let me give a, a simple example right outside this door here. Yeah. Okay? A pretty good friend of mine. Uh, and why he bought politics. I hate politics, by the way. I do too. And, I, and yeah. religion, there's two things you don't talk about to anybody. Unless you know the person. Exactly. That's religion. And politics. And politics. You don't talk. Okay. Yeah. Now, he's outside, bring a friend of mine. He said, Carmen, you know what? I want to tell you something, okay? He says, if we had a war today, you're going to find the Republicans will go fight for the country when the Democrats will not. I'm not telling you what I said in language, okay? <laughs> but you're talking to a GF resident. You're talking to one. I can say that, okay? The idea was how some mentality is today. Yes. Okay. Years ago, no matter with Jew, to Italian, whatever, you shook your hands, you went to bed together, okay? You went to the, on a pot, okay? Whatever. My lieutenant, my first lieutenant of my company, Lieutenant Sparrow. He's a professor at CCNY New York. He's, a, he's my professor. He's my, my, uh, my, my lieutenant, okay? Hated the war. Carmine, he says, I can't wait to go back to my family. Yeah. Can't wait, but yet we're together. But Carmen, here, here's the here's the, the reason why everything is so. There's so much partisanship going on, and you know back then they used to think they used to teach creative thinking, and logical thinking. Mm -hmm. Today, if your favorite talking head says something without saying, "Wow, that doesn't really make sense to me," people accept it, oh, yeah. and the 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 master politicians. Have us because they don't want us to be together. They right, want us right, to be divided right, right. because we're easier manipulated. Right. I think back then people thought more. Right. If something didn't make sense, right. like for example, why why is it evil to have a different opinion from someone? Of course, the, hey, the, we're all different. The, they used to embrace the differences. Oh, you're from where? And you you think I'm oh, great. Right. Remember World War Two, democracy. Yeah, democracy. Together, okay. You're all on the same team during that well, time, weren't you? Oh, right. absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I guarantee you, I was telling us, what well, the fellow said that there, I said, how boring you are. I will guarantee you, if we had it wrong today, every single party, no matter what, they forget about the party, you're together. You're going to sit at that pot right next to you, he can, regardless of what pot is, no matter party we is, you're going to be together. You're going to fight for this country. There's only one country in the world like America. And you know it. 
You know it is. It is. So well, I feel I, that. I feel that way, but not everyone feels I, that. I, way. I and again, it's because I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that all people, regardless of your party, no matter where you are, how much you hate different ones, when it comes to it, hey, hey, your number come up, you're gone. You always made it feel like the one years ago. Uh, selected, they, they went to Canada. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, uh, you know what? I can understand, maybe I can understand, they're afraid. Uh, they're, I had a, a, a brother-in-law who has a grandson who said himself, if we came to war, I'll ship him to Canada. I, what are you talking about? He's an American. I think Carmine... Some would. Not too many. Here's, I think here's what the difference was. World War II was battling the forces of evil. You're right. You're Since right. then, we have not had a war under the same terms. You're right. Our wars have been, hey, we're going to make them be a democracy. Well, right. they, they, maybe they right. don't want right. to be a right. democracy. They don't want to be. They don't They're be. happy sure. being the way they are. Sure. So sure. this is just my humble opinion. I, I'm wrong often in life, and I love being wrong. I don't care about being right. Right. But I think that's the difference. Right. Your war was, we have to do this because oh, yeah. if we don't, right. Hitler and the devil is going to take over and nothing will be the then same. Then, like I told you, when I was in London, okay, he was 20 miles away. 20 miles. And you know how close that is from here to Balkan? Yeah. 20 miles. 20 miles away. Well, let me tell you something. If <laughs> Roosevelt and Churchill and Stalin could dig it together and make that invasion right away, right. he would have come over. That's correct. But he was so stupid to have so many people take care of the Jews instead of, he could have kept running. With that technology, that technology had so advanced, okay, he could tell where we were. We could not tell where they were, okay. Yeah. We had S1, S2, and S3, uh, part of our headquarters company. We had S1 reconnaissance at night. They would go out there, try behind the, the German lines, behind it. All they had was a, a, a rifle and a, a pistol. Okay, that's all they had. They get behind the Germans, they knew where you were. They knew. People don't realize how close we were to things being different. I remember, I'll tell you how, how smart they were. <laughs> at night, you drive at night, okay? They had a wire across the street, a wire, okay? Once that wire cut it, Americans head off, okay? Cool. Then they got smart. Then they got smart. In the Jeeps, they put a, a bar up there with a hook, okay? They got smart. Hey, too late. You already had Americans. But that's how, how smart they were, as advanced we were. We just wanted to go fight. That's all we do. You know, during, um, I met you because I still do the honor flights and it was just, it was a, an honor as the saying goes, and we had fun, you and I, we were laughing. Oh, yes. And, you know, in spite of all the crazy things that you've done, I come to find out that you were the most popular employee at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so you, right. you were like, you were the greeter there oh, or yes. something, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I talked to Tommy G and some oh, yeah. other people right. and right. everybody knew who the hell you were. Oh, yeah. right. oh, it's Carmine. So then you stop working there because the VA in their right. infinite wisdom says, Hey, if you keep working there, we're going to cut out of your benefits. Right, right, they, right. Did they, did, right. they did cut them out. They did. They did cut them out, right? Yeah. What What is that about? Right. I mean, what? I, they were right. afraid you were making too much money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make the money. Well, in fact, it's a true story. True story. Okay. Somebody asked me a while back, 
Come on, how much did he because he wants a board at Home Depot. Okay. How much did he get? You know what? I swear to God, I'm not sure. You're not sure what you make, right? Swear. I had, at that day, I went into the office and asked, okay, <laughs> how much I could make. Okay, I'm making 8000 an hour. That was and the I, limit. You couldn't make cares? more than that. No, who, who cares? Okay. I, I didn't go to work for money. I'm retired. I mean, look, there's only so... I don't even see... Do you have a TV here? Well, there's only so much TV you're going to watch. So, yeah, no, you know, so I think most of my listeners and friends, what drove you to live so long? Like, what are you grateful for? After all the crap hit you, here we're in the 50s. Yeah, I'm you're... grateful for the family I got. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Growing up, very, very poor. I'll tell you how poor, Okay. It's just hard to imagine, though, okay, in a cold water flat. Three girls, and I'm the youngest of three boys, in one little room. So that's, that's a large room. That's a large room. You okay. grew up with all six of you there like that? One room. My father, my mother and father's the other room, and it was in the kitchen. Okay, no heat, no electricity. Try that with a teenager these okay. days. <laughs> at, at five o'clock when it got dark, okay, he went to bed. My mother handled the candles. We weren't allowed to hang candles. Okay. And also in the summertime, like it's hot now, we sit out to the porch. We sit, yeah. Like, guess what? Your neighbors, you can see your neighbor. Yeah. So, hey, throw it on. Hey, carpet. Hey. Your old neighbors. <laughs> all on the porch. Porch could be. You know, life was simple back then, but it was hard. And I think that's the difference. I was, I was in sixth grade. My brother, my middle brother, but just graduated high school, okay, he had a paper route making $2.50 a week. <laughs> Which was hey, good back then. Hey, hey, my mother wanted it. She got it all. Because we lived in a very poor neighborhood. Her ambition was to go about a mile away. It was a nicer section. That was her ambition. Because her stepbrother lived over there. All right? Anyway, so, uh, um, so I, so Car um, uh, my mother says, come hey. You take over Joe's paper route, sixth grade, sixth grade. Now I was a blue, in elementary school, I'm pretty good ball player. Because she told you. That's all she had. Mom you didn't have to question, right? Hey, of course not. I never questioned. You know, That's question. child abuse these you days, folks. Yes. $2.50 a week. I did that sixth grade, seventh grade, now seventh and eighth grade in junior high school. So I got to be eighth grade, okay, and the coach saw me playing. He said, hey, Yolanda, he says, I'll see you in ninth grade. And that's how you got to do it. I went home and told my sisters. I said, hey, I can't play baseball. I had to learn papers. <laughs> so my brother yeah. says, my brother, hey, Carl, I got a job for you. Okay, deliver milk. One o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, till seven in the morning, you deliver milk all through high school. Every penny from the deals in sixth grade through high school, my mother had all the money. But guess what? We eventually... Give me a house in the neighborhood. We had a, a bathtub. We had a shower. We had heat. Nice. We had electricity. Okay. But we just took a bath, okay? I was the first one in the tub because I was a baby. Okay. Big, big tub of water. My brothers had after me the same water. The same water. Okay. Have, have you ever had any serious health issues in your life? Not to my knowledge. But we had a... Mind you, all the children were born at a... a what do you call it? I think a, uh, a mother, uh, she was a nurse, 
Oh, there's a word for her. I can't think. Oh, who delivered babies? His wife. Yes, I forget the name. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So she delivered name. babies. Yes. Okay. And I had a younger brother, uh, born a few months after me. He died from. She choked to death. Okay. He's a Mar Mariano. Was what was his name? Mariano. He's the only one. All seven. He's my youngest sister. All born at home. None in the hospital. All alone. Okay. And uh, but that's how it was. You had no money. Midwife. Midwife. No that's what it is. Yes. Had no money. So Carmine, are there any other? Uh, were you also in Korea? Or no, just Korea, watching? Hold on, just okay. Yeah. Are oh, there any? Never, yeah, other right. Other guys volunteer, not me. Yeah, you had enough, right? Oh, that was God. after, especially oh, yeah. with the Holocaust. Oh, now, are there other uh, World War II veterans that you know in the area that you guys get all, you know, get together? Or? No, no. no. I, 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 you know what? Like I tell you before, for seventy plus years, no one talked about. No it. one said a word until I got with you on a flight. And I'm on a plane, and the guys are talking about parachuting, okay? And there's the shots. Oh, what? They talk about the life. Jeez, I can't talk that, right? You know, I just feel funny talk about the, the, the Holocaust. I, and guess what? Okay, I come back home. My son-in-law, who's a history bug, was asking me for the longest time to talk about it. When I come back home, I said, guess what, Alan? I says, I was on a plane, and we did this. Well, he's so amazed. They've got a history now of me talking about my days in World War II. Yeah. <laughs> He's so delighted, okay. I want, could you could you hand me that book there? I want to go over that with him. Oh, uh, that, it's the one to the right of the hats. The first book on the end. Now this one's, uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, uh, just the right one, yeah. yeah, the one book yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, I see. So your daughter made this book, right? Yeah, right. So I'm looking at this, and uh, this is a tribute to Carmine, if all can see this. So I'm looking at these pictures, and there you are, uh -huh. Corporal, looking dapper. Yes. Man, if if you knew then, that was, you know now. I had uh, my first visit back from Massachusetts <laughs> to New Jersey. Oh, my God. Visit. Okay. So here you are. These are your brothers. And that's you my one know, brother. That's, one, that's me and my brother. You didn't know where he was, uh, uh, stationed at at all? Or? I have no idea. I know he was in the Pacific. Okay. Okay. He went before me, because that's what I had. My other brother the same way, okay? Like I said before, I had no idea he was a medical corps. Yeah. I had no idea he was a corporal until I saw his shirt sleeve. He never told me one thing. Never said one word. We never talked about it. My I sister told that. me years later, okay? My, my brother, middle brother, had malaria, okay? He had malaria in the Pacific, okay? So I don't know if you can see this, but look at this handsome dude over <laughs> here. Dude, okay. you're in 1944, you're yeah, in France, right. yeah. outside of uh, Metz, France. Yeah, Metz. But now Metz, okay, there's a big battle of the bulls. Oh a battle God. of the uh, tanks in Metz. So here you are in a railroad station yeah, right. that was blown up in Germany. Right, right. Um, this one here, you're waiting for the army to come into Paris. Right, right. How, what was Paris like back then? I don't know. You didn't really get sightseeing. We see it. We can see it from a distance. So I, never in, I never was in Paris. This has got to be the most hilarious picture. You I actually know. have a picture of Patton taking a leak yeah, right. in the Rhine River now, here. He says, okay, remember, <laughs> the Rhine River was huge. Once we made the Rhine, yeah. the Germans on a run. Okay? But once we got too much of Rhine, hey. That was the end was near back free. there. Yeah, yeah because this is like 1945 when yeah. you took this picture. Yeah. 
And I, uh, was he, um, you said Pat and uh, belief in God, but he was a tough SOB. Oh, sure. But mm -hmm. again, I, I was this close to him two or three times. Yeah. Well, I was with my colonel, though. I never talked to him. Of course not. No, okay. I was with my colonel. So here, I, you, here you are, this that picture. That picture there, okay, I took for a dead. I think dead, you can see it as a well. A dead German officer. Yeah. His hat, they had fancy hats on. They had very, very fancy yeah, hats. Yeah, he, he actually had an SS swastika flag. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. And also Jeez, I took a German how Luger. How they were. I took a German Luger from him. So, yeah, you got his Luger, everything. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I mean, you know, I think a lot of it, Carmen, is you just didn't know any better. You you did what you were told. Of and course. You didn't think about it too much. Hey, it's just like your mother, okay? Yeah. <laughs> as far as it's... Uh, I'll tell you one thing about what we learned. Our first get in the army, we're like it's here, okay, the barracks, right? We're all lined up next to our barracks. Big, big, tough sergeant. I mean, he's tough as tough as nails, okay? You wouldn't dare say a word to him, okay? He's at the head of the table, the head of the barracks, and get all our attention, okay? So let me tell you attention. Very tough. I'm scared to death. Just, I come from a little town. I'm not used to this kind of talk, you know? He says, see your locker, your locker next to you? If anybody goes in your locker, I'm walking out the door, he's up to you. Nobody okay. ever touched the locker. Yeah. Never ever touched the locker. Because he knew, he left, he didn't see anything. Then you have to go after this guy here. It's, uh, honesty was so important, okay? Whatever you had, okay? Uh, no one ever took it. I mean, just... Your brothers under the sun. Again. No nationality, by the way. All nationality. Oh, yeah. No, listen. No, no blacks. No blacks. No blacks. No blacks. The blacks were... Oh, what? They had to separate. Yeah, of course. So, okay. And guess what? When we were marching, huh, 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 that march. You hear that? They're singing. Why they march the singing? We listen to them singing all the time, the blacks. Segregated. It's terrible. They're out there giving their lives to the cause. That's right. Treated differently. We never saw it this, and they wonder why some people are still angry over that. I never crap. saw a black person, okay, all through the army. Never saw one, other than there's a special service. What they went to a special war on the side? Well, they drove the trucks for delivery. Uh, That's what they did. That's any time they saw one, okay. Now, Battle of the Bulge, okay. But you didn't listen. You didn't grow up with racism, did you? Oh no, you, we had went to school with them. Yeah. My neighbor, <laughs> we lived in the same, I told you, she's family time in the house, okay? Three hands and three here. Are you familiar with Bunsen burner? A no. Bunsen burner? Mm -mm. A Bunsen burner in school is a, uh, about this thick little gas flame. In lamp. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> we, had, we lived in between the so first floor, second floor, and third floor with a Bunsen burner. <laughs> The landlord lit it at night and came at night in the morning to put it out. That was it. Like, you, can, you can't see from here to there. You can't see. But I was so young. I was five years old. Yeah, I don't know how you survived without the internet, cell phone, and I don't know. How'd you do it? Five years old. My, my, my granddaughter, <laughs> my granddaughter, all the way. My granddaughter will be five years old and next week. I'll go to a little party with her. Five years old. I said to my grandson, five years old. At five years old, my mother gave me a little white red bucket up the railroad tracks up the hill when they the same engine come by to pick up coal. Five years old. 
be cold back there. At that. Okay, made a couple of trips back there. My mother told me to do it. I did it. Yeah, ma cold. manual labor was real popular in your oh, generation. We all, we all had to work. <laughs> but besides, my mother had saved all that money. Yeah. My brothers worked. They never kept any money. I never had five cents till I threw the army. My brother was the same way. But my guess what? My mother eventually had to run, get out of the neighborhood. I couldn't play with certain kids in the neighborhood. My mother wouldn't let me. They're, she's too bad, too bad, too bad. I'm done at five, at the, uh, 12, uh, 12 years old. I'm working up in the, uh, on the Saturdays to do the orders in a butcher shop. 50 cents a day I got. 50 cents. And guess what? When he called me, the butcher, Mr. Moldani, hey, tell that giddy to come over here. <laughs> I went home to my mother. Mom, he called me bad name. She said, don't say because she won the 50 cents. You, you know, there's so much I admire about you because you, you're beyond a rock star. First of all, to be 99 years old <laughs> yes. and still have your brain intact. Oh, yes. You know, there's a lot of people I know that are 30 years younger than you I've... that I, I, I'm like, they're, I, I don't know how they function. They can barely speak. And, and, and that's why I'm wondering, how is it that you're sharp, alert, grateful, longevity, oh. no serious health issues? God, God and your family. Who else? It's that simple. I have such it? a loving family. Okay. And like I said, I'm one of seven. They're all gone. Cancer, heart attack, and here I am. What do you think okay. about, I want your perspective, because again, you're the greatest generation as far as I'm concerned. I'm a veteran, but pale compared to you. It's a lot different. What do you say to the, the generation today? What, like, we're kind of screwed up right now as a country in the world, aren't we? Because they're all so dishonest. That's what it is, oh, they're right? They're so dishonest. They can't be honest with each other. Like I tell you, with a friend of mine, talk about politics. I don't want to talk politics. Who cares about politics? Oh, so, so, hey, remember, I went to war so you can vote <laughs> your way. Right. I can vote my way. <laughs> and I go to the booth, I, no one knows. Okay. I had, in fact, I was telling the David. <laughs> Well, a fellow in our building here, I've known for a long, long time. His, what, his mother's uh, 82 years old. I waved to them. Didn't know the last name, but waved it for years. Yeah. Okay. My birthday, she came here to give me a birthday card, and he's with her. Okay. I've been known him for years. Okay. And he said, he says, Carm, he says, what do you think of Donald Trump? <laughs> says, I said, David, you talk about politics. <laughs> How do you know who I am? I what love I am? this guy. You don't talk about that. <laughs> Politics is something you don't talk about. You don't talk about religion, okay? That's something you cherish, each one. See, you focused on what's important in life. Because the bottom line is this. And I went to war for a reason. Yes. And, and here, democracy. No matter who's in charge in the White House, right. no matter I'm how they vote, absolutely. I'm still going to have to get up, shower, shave, and go <laughs> to right. work and yes. run my business. You're right. You're right. So the people that get so, I mean, right. I, I, matter of fact, Carmine, I don't post anything politically on Facebook. Don't you? Should, don't because don't. I don't want to open up the can of worms. You know what the other person's I like. believe in God. I, right. I'm conservative by nature because I, I'm... I'm it doesn't mean I hate, you know, if you uh, want to lose Democrats and all that stuff. If you and want to lose a friendship, 
Talk politics. Absolutely. Exactly. Or, talk religion. or religion, right? Or religion. Yeah, or, or somebody's right. wife's, uh, how much she weighs, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, okay. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. So this is what I'm saying. I my takeaway from you is you never really let stuff get you angry. No, you, no especially I, I try not to. I right, not, because look at what you came yeah, back from. I try not to. But I am. I get angry. I get angry at what I want to tell them, but then they're gonna know. You know. It's but wrong. they're not open to hear it. No. You see, it's no. like you said. Don't discuss uh, politics with someone. You're right. Unless you know them unless real you know well. Them. Absolutely. Then you can say, hey. You're right. What did you think when so and so said is exactly. this? And you'd be like, wow, that was kind of. Danny, you probably don't remember. I'm not sure if you're old enough, okay? Do you remember Ronald Reagan and, uh, uh, and oh, what the hell's the name? The Irish guy. Uh, well, there was Reagan. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. They always talk about those two guys. They'll battle like hell, okay? And guess what? They after that, they both were drinking together. Exactly. That's what it takes. You know, sometimes I wonder if uh, the politicians are, are pulling wool over our eyes. That's in, in public, they hate each other. Right, I'm sure. But then when the cameras are off secretly, they're drinking and going, well, man, I, we, we I, really got them good this time. They think what? we hate each other. But you don't hear about that. <laughs> Back then, you heard about them. You did hear about it. Sure, you heard about those two, okay? And you laughed about it. Here, uh, the Kennedys. You hear about them, okay? You know. So, no special. I, I keep harping on people like Denny. Why do you keep asking them? Because look at you. I'm telling you, I know people in their seventies that cannot complete sentences. Well, they know, have I, trouble speaking and Kennedy, thinking. I volunteered the nursing. <laughs> That's what it is. I did. I you did. You see it. Uh, eight years. I was uh, at the Morse Life. I volunteered to call Bingo there. I'm talking to a person, okay? Yeah. Okay? And they're playing. I got bingo. I got chips right here. They don't touch the chip. That piece of paper. I got bingo. <laughs> I got bingo. Okay. Check out bingo. Yes, she got bingo. So she was 25 cents in a kitty at the end of the month. They go at the at the store and get her some candy or something like that. <laughs> oh, yes. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have a, a man, two boys, Sons come to visit his father and give him money. Why give him money? The housekeepers are going to take the money from him. He has no idea what he's going to talk about. When I had more time, I used to go in there and perform Sinatra music. Oh, really? Oh, one yes. of us? Great. And I would do it again. Uh, maybe we can do it together. Right. And I, I just think, you know, your message is so important today. I look forward to this interview so much. I've done a lot of great things in my life. I've met all kinds of people, and I'm always working on myself. For right, me. Right, right. Because I know that if I can be a better person, You're right. and not be so self-absorbed or self-centered, it rubs off. And we can spread that love around. Oh, Maybe there'll be less divisiveness oh, and yes. hatred. I don't care where someone's from right. or if they're different. Right. Let's talk about it. Sure. Let's laugh about it. Of course. Absolutely. God knows I don't want people to be like me. I don't like being me most of the time. You know what? Uh, it's so <laughs> interesting. It's such a such a wonderful life. It is. Oh, so, I'll it tell is. you, I have no idea. When I'm with my family, yeah. I'm with my family. In fact, my daughter just yesterday called me. Okay. She had a birthday party for me. Okay. She asked me what I want. I said, you know, Kim, I'll tell you what. <laughs> You and Alan, Kevin, my grandson. Yeah. My grandson, and okay. Let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> said, Dad, come on, come on, Dad. So they took me to the cheesecake factory. 
Six for the two, okay. I'm going to do a little kids. Okay, great, great. Yeah. I had a wonderful time. So she called, she said, Dad, she said, we never had a big, big party for you. I said, Kim, I had that big party. Dad, we want something big for you. We want this person here and that person. I said, Kim, it's not important. Okay, not important. It's just my family. They're so good to me. Okay. You looking at the refrigerator? Yeah. Okay. You go to that refrigerator, okay, there's food. Okay. That's, you know. I can't even count how many grandkids and great-grandkids you know, I did that. Now, after my wife died, I'm sitting all by myself. And I had a few pictures. So I put a few pictures around, okay. Then I got the idea to put them on a wall. Now, when I go, when I go, I'll tell you what, somebody got their hands full of those pictures. I love it. They got their hands full so, of those pictures. So, Carmike, you, you really don't have any regrets, do you? Oh, none, 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 none. I, 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 like I said, with the regrets for, and I always think about the uh, Mr. Hearn with the electrician. I always think about that. But yet, it had a little nicer worked out. Did you my, ever? My, you know, my daughter says, okay, yeah. My daughter was divorced. Mm -hmm. 24 years. They had four Hallmark stores. Four. She worked like a devil. And she always said, See, Dad, I saw you growing up. I saw you. She works 24 7. Four. He was a Playboy. He had his Porsche. He had his fancy car. Okay. He did, but she loved him. Okay. She saw you work hard all your life. All my life. But anyway, 24 years of marriage. Okay. He goes to Las Vegas. He's a prostitute. Falls in love with a prostitute. I hope just not on TV. I don't mean it's not on TV. I don't mean <laughs> Is that kind of like falling in love with a politician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that, okay, is it how I hated him so much. Yeah. And you know, I hated him so Because he much. had the best wife in life. One, two boys went to Kings Academy. But guess what? Okay. She, she says, Dad, she says, remember, there's a reason why things happen. Absolutely. Okay, I said, well, Kim, I want to get him. I want to do it my way, the old-fashioned way. Okay, she said, Dad, you'll only get hurt yourself. Remember, okay, she says, there's a reason. And guess what? She ended up marrying a guy. He adores her. Adores her. They live in a big, big house in Wellington. He doesn't have five cents. So the reason why things happen, to answer your question. Yeah. Okay, there, was a, there must have been a reason why at 18, I went to war, okay, and I didn't run to Canada. Hey, there's a, <laughs> my mother said to go, you go. I broke her heart. I think also what you did without even realizing it is you focused on the inside. See, when we focus on the inside, right. we can deal with the outside. Yeah, right, yeah. If you don't have your internal house together, right, right, and what right. I mean by that is, we all struggle. We all have. I don't even know. Did you ever have a time where money was tight and you were worried about paying your bills? I had no money at all. Broke up. No money. So you didn't know any better. <laughs> it's almost like. In high school. In high school. Yeah. Okay. I'm working from one o'clock until seven in the morning. Okay. <laughs> now, in the senior year, I'm in all state. Very, very proud of little town. You know, paper, cards, drafted by the New York Yankees. Now, the uh, president of the suit body, blonde, Irish, pretty, pretty girl, she says, Carmen, can we go to the movies together? I didn't have five cents. <laughs> I had no five cents. I don't have a car. Okay. So what did you do? So I said, no, I, said, I can't make it. I can't go. 
I mean, where the hell was she when I was a, a Southpaw? Where was she then? Okay, but only because I'm so popular, so she can walk in the street and say, oh, she was Carmine. Yeah, you, you, you never make it in Boca Raton, you know that, right? Oh, no, no, I'll tell you what, I just, you know, that's the difference, okay? I remember, I never forget where I came from, never forget how poor I was, okay? I see these Guatemalans, I'm working around here, you know? I think about my father, how many times they called her, called him dirty names. He couldn't speak the language. Out there working. For his family. For his family, absolutely. I can see, I remember him coming home, okay, and they, they worked six days a week then, and gave my mother the money, cash. I'm in the kitchen, I remember that, him giving see, all, the, all the money. Back then, you were too busy trying to make a living for your family. You didn't have time to think and brood oh, about, right. oh my God, this terrible life of mine. Right. It was a life of responsibility. Right. That's the key. Hey, I have a family. You know, I'm you, responsible. You know, enjoy. Okay. Well, what do you enjoy? Okay. I know enjoy. Okay. Come home from work. He's with that in the cellar. The man said, and smoke his pipe. He smelled the whole place out. <laughs> my mother used to holler at him. Close the door. Close it. He's down in the basement drinking wine that he made and smoking in the basement. Relaxing. Let's relax him. Because he, the poor devil working so hard. You know, arthritis so bad. He died from arthritis. Working in the cold, cold weather. Okay. That's what I remember. The poor Ben working around here in Guatemala, my heart goes to them. My heart goes They are them. the hardest workers. They're yeah. Hard, okay. And, and they, they can't uh, speak the language. They can't speak the language. And they call them names. To this day, well, here's the names. thing. I know, look, I I think people should come in a country legally, not what's happening in sure, the border. Sure. But, but, the, but the fact is a lot of them also do work hard. Uh, they do jobs that I'm not going to do or anybody right, else is going really, to do. Sure. It's not like they're going to replace right. me. But, you know, in 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 surmising uh, our great meeting again, and by the way, uh, the next honor flight is September 16th, 16th right? right? I yeah. will see you there, brother. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be yeah, singing yeah. and performing. I'll be there. Yes, sir. And um, I'll be there. the takeaways for any young people that hopefully they're listening to this is, Understand how beautiful life is. Oh, yes, absolutely. Don't focus on how terrible oh, yeah, life right, is right, right. or what you don't right. have. No matter no matter how poor you are, I'll tell you what, there's a way. There's, there's a, a way. Especially today. More yeah. so today than ever. See, back in our neighborhood, everybody was poor. During the Depression, everybody was so poor. So nobody knew any different. You were they just normal. Not, you went, I tell you, meet your, your, your buddy. In the back of the, the store to get the boxes to bring the, for the woods to fire. You meet them. But the uh, railroad tracks, picking coal, you meet your, your I friend. swear, it's sometimes better to be stupid than smart because when you try and outthink, you never do anything. Hey, you just, just the one to do. Just your mother. Your mother, father, family, God. I gotta tell you before we leave, okay? Yes. Going back to sleeping in one room, okay? And I always tell the story. My oldest brother, he took care of me. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Okay. Now you sleep in the bed. The older brother was at the head of the bed, okay? Me and my older brother. At the foot of the bed is my middle brother. So his feet are between us, okay? And then we're okay. And put his feet up to my nose. Now mine do. <laughs> no shower. No shower. So you can imagine, okay? Jerry, and Jerry, Jerry put his feet on my. And he kick him. Leave the kid alone. Leave the kid alone. I remember the saying, my oldest brother, leave the kid alone. He put his feet up in my nose. Three of us in bed. Okay. But you know what? There's a reason. There's a reason why. 
that love of family, we all get together. Okay, my mother made bread, spinach, we did a meat, okay? And the reason why we made more bread because the bread filled you up. Sure. Well, even with more bread, sure. it filled you up. Yeah, okay. no, nobody was uh, gluten-free back then or... No. I, I mean, you know, you mentioned you all grew up in one room. Try that with today's kids, no. you're going to jail. Oh, you're right, you're right. You, oh, they sure. need their own wing, their own cell phone, their own everything. And um, I, I, I mentor students as much as my I can. Mother, and I try and tell my, them. I called my aunt when I was a little kid. <laughs> I called my aunt, uh, uh, aunt uh, I called her so Instead of aunt, I called her something else, okay, a name. I said, not Nick aunt, uh, aunt or but something like that. But they didn't call her aunt in Italian. Okay. My mother grabbed by the ear. I had to repeat to, I had to repeat everybody here to teach me. Okay, today, my God. Yeah, my parents just had to look at me a certain way. Oh, just quite absolutely. And I knew that. Uh, okay, I, I they they right. uh, they mean business. So you're right. oh, yeah, you're right. And I would do anything to keep okay. my father from being angry. At oh, me well, sure, because yeah. he didn't play. And, and you know, uh, I, you, you, know you, turned, you turned out all right, Carmine. Uh, let me tell you, I'll tell you one one fast, fast story. And he saw an orchard street, okay, I was only five years old, okay, I think I may have, might have been six. My brother, who sold papers, won the most papers, and got a, a watch. I didn't have wristwatches, they had pocket watches. Yeah. So he got a nice pocket watch from my father. So it was on a dresser, okay, I saw it. So I got the thing there, and I went down the street to Carmine Rosiella, a little older. Hey, Carmine, I'll sell you this watch here for 10 cents. So he gave me 10 cents cash. I went around the corner to Faganani's. My two buddies and I, we spent the whole 10 cents on candy. Okay. Now I'm at home and say, well, my brother looking for his watch. Mom, do you see my watch? No. I never said a word. I didn't say a word. Okay. Okay. My boy, my boy's got my Where's the watch? I don't know, Mom. I don't know, Mom. I don't know. <laughs> so she gave the hold of me. Tell the truth. Mom, I started crying. Mom, I sold to Carmen Rosiello for 10 cents. She had to get 10 cents. I went down the street, bought the watch back, okay? My father was so heard about it, he wanted to get a hold of me. Never laid a hand before. So I sneaked under the, the, the chair so he can't find me because he's a little heavy guy. So, so he couldn't find me there. My mother's telling him, leave Carmen alone. He's all right. So my mother got me alone, talked to me, said how wrong that is. That belongs to Joe, your brother, and you don't, you don't steal, okay, you have to work for it. There's a lesson taught then, at five or six years old, I stole the watch, but I told him, listen, don't ever steal. You never did it again. You have to go, go work for it, go work for it, and I did. So well, thank my, you, thank you, my friend. I, I thank you so much, I've enjoyed this so much. I think your message is priceless, and I wish more young, older because, you know, you're right. I Life is beautiful. Oh, it is. Oh, if, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. If you want it to be. Absolutely. If you don't want it to be, it's really not that oh, yeah. beautiful. Then it's up to you. make the choice. Yes, it you is. You make the choice. So I will see you on the 16th. Yes, sir. And Brian, thanks. I think Brian, we're going to wrap it thank here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I hope I did. Okay. Awesome. You did great. All right. So look at this. This is Carmine's boot camp, uh, 1943, Fort Dix. Uh -huh. uh, where I went to school, and then he's got this this special letter and card from uh, from Patton yeah. himself. Yeah. 
And I gotta tell you, this is a guy who, who doesn't think he's a hero, but he is. He's a beacon, shining example of what we'd all like to be in life. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, as a reminder, you can catch my YouTube channel, Denny Artachi Show. Uh, you can catch this show on all the major podcasts, Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon. And uh, let's take that message that he had to enjoy life because there's a lot of polarization and partisanship going on right now. And I know that there's more to life uh, than focusing on those negative things. So have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Denny Artachi Show.